Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. <laughs> hey now. Welcome to another episode of After 9. Today, after... Oh, fuck. How long has it been? Like, uh, almost two years. Yeah. We finally, formally, moved into the brand new Scott and Cat studio here at 91.5 The Beat. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a minute, eh? And and we're still getting... Well, we got a bunch of upgrades while you were gone, just so you know. They didn't fucking upgrade anything. They, this, this is an upgrade. <laughs> well, this is all new, yes. This is all new. So there's that. That's pretty damn good. That's expensive. You know how fucking expensive that is? No, I have no very. idea. The answer is very. I actually don't have a number for you. All I know is I was told, be careful, Kat. That's very expensive. <laughs> and that's how I know. It's all expensive. Right. We are uh, obviously not getting bonuses this year. Because no. we spent it all on this flashy little monitor. Just for you guys, by the way. Well, one thing I will say is it's great that they've made that investment into this show. And, and I'm glad that we now have our own After 9 studio. And we've been looking at it for a week here. And we finally moved in. And that's good. Because a number of people have pointed out. Oh, it's a little hard to hear you some days. It's a little hard to hear Kat some days. I know. Days. We've had technical issues like crazy. And if there's any feedback on this, let us know. I hope there's not too much. Let's <laughs> fucking hope. Fuck. Okay. We've got a lot of stuff to do coming up in this episode. I want to talk about a story that actually involved me personally from a few years ago. Uh, that is coming up because the mom in the Caden Young case has pled guilty. And I'd really love to know what that means. First off. A lot of kids booked shots yesterday. 68,000 on the provincial portal alone in the first two hours of booking shots in Ontario. Wow, that is, wow, that is a lot. I think that's really impressive. Very, very good. But at the same time as kids were getting their shots booked, police say the employee of the provincial vaccine contact center is one of two men charged in an alleged security breach of the COVID immunization booking portal. No. Oh. You know, if there's an opportunity, some fucking loser is going to figure out a way to hack into it. A spokeswoman for uh, the OPP says they began investigating last week after receiving reports of spam text messages from people who had appointments booked or who accessed their vaccine certificate through the portal. Imagine that. You log in to get your, your certificate. Then a few minutes later, you get a text message saying you owe the CRA 50 grand or they're going to throw you in jail. Come on. It never ends with that shit. You know what? Take these fucking idiots and lock them up and throw away the key. We have here uh, one guy from Ottawa, another from Quebec. The 22-year-old from the Ottawa area is an employee of the provincial government in Gloucester. Really? Okay. So we got an inside job here. We got all kinds of people's information hacked when they were just trying to do the right thing and get their shot, and then this fucking happens. I wonder how much they got. That worries me. There's a lot of personal information on that vaccine portal, Cat. There sure is. It worries me a lot. This morning, NASA successfully launched a spacecraft. It happened with, like, seconds left in their launch window. It's going to an asteroid where it's going to blow the whole fucking thing up. <laughs> well, well, no, it's not going to blow it up, no. but, I mean, you get the idea. I like the I like the uh, the explanation for what this dart we're calling it a rocket or spaceship rocket what the fuck is this thing I don't uh, know I mean it's something that's literally been built to blow it up it's kind of like a gender yeah. reveal in space so it's kind of like Armageddon and I'll get you a funny story on that in just a sec but this dart 
rocket. Let's just let's just go with rocket. So this dart rocket, that's exactly the mission is to test this out because yes, I think we all know it's shit flies around in space. So or floats. So it's there could be a potential one day for a giant asteroid to head toward Earth. Is there a way that they can actually try to divert the trajectory of of an asteroid? And that's basically what they're testing with this mission. So I'm I mean, I'm thankful for it. It's going to take, what, 11 months uh, for it to get there. But they actually hope this is funny to me because I feel like, yes, it's going to blow the fuck up. But they say they are hoping that it's actually going to just gently kind of shift that trajectory so that it passes right by Earth. I don't, nothing seems gentle. And they did use the word gentle. That doesn't seem gentle to me. I think that this is just going to either blow up completely. I don't see, it's not like this, this isn't bumper cars. Like we're talking about an asteroid and we're talking about a rocket. Now let's talk about Bruce Willis for a second. Well, hold on one second because we're about to get to the good part. This is what I wanted. We'll talk about I know, the it asteroid takes like 50 in a second. seconds. No, I used to work at a station that played this. It takes a long fucking time. Oh, that's right. You did one of those today's best music kind of formats, there it is. didn't you? There it is. Here yeah. It is. it is a beautiful song, though. It's a great song. I don't know why we tied this into blowing up an asteroid and killing people in the spaceship, it but only, I mean, here we are. It only killed one person, Scott. I could spend my life in this sweet. Best Aerosmith song ever. One of my favorites. Right. <laughs> Boy, you ask the guys at the rock station down the hall from us if that's the best Aerosmith song, and they'll fucking shoot you. They'll tell you to get the fuck out. Yep. Hang on. Here we go. Sing it loud, everybody. All right, so, so what happened with uh, Bruce Willis this, here? This is hilarious to me. And, it, okay, so I think Armageddon, we all know that song's from Armageddon. We all know that Armageddon, eh, I would say similar, but it's also very different because what they did in Armageddon is land on the actual asteroid and then Bruce Willis's character, for those who haven't seen it, how many people have not seen Armageddon? I don't know. But his job was to basically drill with the world's largest drill, take it up there and drill this asteroid in half so that it completely misses Earth. And in the movie, he dies. Very sad. I'd say spoiler alert, but it's been like 25, 30 years. So You've had enough opportunity y- to see it. Y'all calm down. No, I think it's been like 20 years. Anyway, so they asked Bruce Willis if he would go to the launch of this thing, apparently. Because that'll get everybody all excited. Oh, well, fucking Bruce Willis is here. Because when you think about it, I mean, NASA used to be it, right? When it came to shit in space, it was NASA. And that was all. And that's not the case anymore. You see sexy headlines involving SpaceX and Blue Origin and all this other shit and the Virgin Galactic and all that other stuff. And NASA's like, okay, well, they're making these sensational headlines. Where's ours? That's what makes me believe that they that they reached out to Bruce Willis. So I'm not sure if Bruce Willis was just busy or if sources... Doing what? No, well, <laughs> hanging out with Demi Moore, pretending they don't still love each other. Uh, yeah, I said it. Uh, but I think... I mean, the sources say he doesn't even like that movie. He doesn't. He doesn't like that movie. Which I know. I know. I don't know. That's, I don't believe that. By the way, I don't believe it. How does Bruce Willis not like Armageddon? Maybe that should be today's podcast. We're just going to play. Don't want to miss a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Most listened to episode we've ever had. <laughs> 
guys, funny episode today. Are. Thank you very much. Thank you. So I wonder how how far they dug on this, though, when it comes to NASA doing that. Okay, so Bruce Willis says no. Let's say that that's the case. He's like, fuck that shit. Did they bother trying to reach out to, like, a Ben Affleck? Oh. Wasn't Owen Wilson in that, too? Liv, T- Liv Tyler? Um, oh, man. You know what I would love to see? What? Steve Crazy-Ass Buscemi. I want to see Steve mm. Buscemi at that. I would watch that live, no problem. Uh, give me one of them crazy bastards, like Billy Bob Thornton. Give me a Billy Bob Thornton. He's great in that movie, by the way. Just fantastic. Funny you should mention Billy Bob Thornton. I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday. Why? It, it's officially Bad Santa season again. It is. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't love that movie. Most people don't. Yeah, it, it's not even, you know what? It, it's not even the crude stuff or anything. I just don't think it's that good. Really? I don't think that movie's that good at all. Really? Yeah, it's kind of lame. Like it's kind of dumb. I, I just, it's I don't. A little black elf and the fuck me Santa, fuck no, me Santa. No, I know. Like I don't. I don't. It's. I don't. I just don't think it's very good. That's all. Okay, so Bruce Willis did not attend this launch that they did with NASA this morning. And the spacecraft, you're right, is called Dart, and it left from California's Vandenberg Space Force Base. Space Force has a base. Space Force Force. All right, great. I think you have to say it like that, by the way. Space Force. SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket is what carried it into orbit. It's going to crash into that asteroid at 24,000 kilometers an hour. And like you said, Kat, the whole goal is to see if we can crash something into an asteroid and have it move. What if it moves the wrong way? Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. This is a what test. if we split this fucker right down the middle and then we've got two asteroids coming at us? <laughs> what if something goes horribly wrong? Do we have a contingency plan for inevitably when this gets fucked up? Could the people imagine? organizing this are the same assholes that are in charge of the COVID fix up. Could you imagine? I don't trust them to fix things on Earth, let alone in space. Joe fucking Biden authorized this. Yeah, fucking crash into it. It'll be great. Uh, I don't know if this is a good idea. Are there cameras on this thing? Are we going to be able to see this? You should be able to see it. We Someone's going to be able to see it. Whether or not they release it, I don't right. know. They're going to release it as long as they don't do what you just said. Like, imagine they just all of a sudden spin it. Like, all of a sudden, like, I've never seen an asteroid do that. It just fucking spins and just heads right for Earth. Like, motherfucker. They're also controlling this thing that's traveling at 24,000 kilometers an hour from thousands of miles away. Have you ever flown a remote control helicopter or a drone? Yeah, I don't. I don't trust myself to do it. Flying them, not nearly as difficult as landing them. And these guys have got to thread the needle and hit an asteroid that's moving even faster yeah. than 24,000 kilometers an I hour. I mean, some of the most brilliant minds are working on it. So I, maybe it's naive of me, believe that they've got the best people to do that. 11 months from now or whenever it's supposed to hit. Yeah, that's we'll a long update, way. We'll update you guys next Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a hell of a Halloween next year. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I mean, good luck to the people at NASA. Meanwhile, we've got another star going into space thanks to Jeff Bezos and Blue Horizon. Or is it Blue Origin? Blue Blue Origin. The big dick looking one? That's, that's the one. That's the, the Amazon rocket, the right? big peen. By the way, SNL actually had a fantastic skit. It was the cake baking skit, if you guys haven't seen it. And they kind of poked fun at the Blue Origin. And it just looked like... <laughs> Like a dick. (laughs) Anyway, okay. So Michael Strahan made the announcement yesterday morning on Good Morning America that he will be the next celebrity that will be uh, 
I I don't know, blasting into space for what is it, five minutes or whatever the hell it is. Woo! It's a colossal waste of money, is what it is. It's, it's bragging rights. Okay, and, so and one selfie—that's all you've got. I'm trying to read into this. I believe, I believe, because this does. You're right. It's expensive, and it's not. It's not like they let celebrities do this for free, guys. You have to pay for it. It's twenty eight million dollars per seat. So Michael Strahan is doing this, and I assume they're going to broadcast this live on Good Morning America. That makes the most sense for them to do it. That is, of course, where he hosts a show. Are they pitching in for this then? I have a feeling that this is a, you know what, Michael, even though he's many monies and he could probably afford the whole thing if he really wanted to, we're going to, you know, do offer up half the money. You're going to offer up half so you can still go to space because that's something you're actually excited about. I think that that's what's happening there. I don't know. Because they get to broadcast it and get the ratings. Like, unless he's got a massive ratings bonus that he knows if I hit a certain ratings on this day, I get that bonus. There's no way there's nothing in this for him. And he's just going to pay money and allow this whole thing to be filmed. Here's him talking about it yesterday. And less than three weeks on December 9th, I will be blasting off in the next Blue Origin <laughs> space launch. Yeah. There you go. Go to space. You're a brave man, Michael. <laughs> How did this all happen? Well, Blue Origin, they approached me and they asked if, if I wanted to be a crew member. And without hesitation, I said yes. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. You get somebody who's on network television, you give them a trip to space and they'll take it. Now, I disagree. I don't think he's paying a thing for this. I think that maybe this is a cross promo deal between Good Morning America and Amazon or Whole Foods or one of those Bezos companies. I don't think they're charging Strahan a cent. That'd be like, uh, because we all get perks at work. Imagine the boss came down here and said, hey, guys, I got tickets to see Jay-Z and Beyonce. And they're buy one, get one. You just kick in half and you can have those tickets. That wouldn't happen. And I have a feeling it's the same thing with Bezos and Strahan. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks would have had to pay. And he said no, by the way. He would have had to pay $28 million. Fuck He said that. He said that on the Late Show. He said he was on uh, Late Show, Tonight Show, one of them. He was sitting down. He said, yes, I was offered to do it. Fuck no, I'm not doing it. And also, it's $28 million. I think he's pitching in something. I don't think it's $0. Unless ABC is going to cover the whole damn thing. That wouldn't surprise me. But someone's paying for it. That's not. That doesn't come free. Jeff Bezos doesn't care who you are. That does not come free. And it's ratings for, for the broadcaster, too. So I feel like they're paying for it. But they're, they're going to end up with the money back. Because that day, they're going to spend shit or they're going to get a shit ton of commercial revenue um on that note before we discuss further get ready for all of these statistics to come out guys it's going to get really fucking annoying real quick michael strahan when he blasts off into space in a couple weeks will become the tallest man to ever be in space uh He's six foot five. Are we five. doing that? Are we going to keep track of every 100%. record? One hundred percent. That's exactly what they released. They said he will be the tallest man in space at six foot five. Uh, we all know William Shatner was the oldest man in space. Uh, six foot four, by the way, was the second tallest person. Okay. And then there's a father-son duo. That is the first father and son in space at the same time, Scott. It's a record. So again, it's going to get really irritating, but expect to hear this as we continue to see this big old peen blast up into space. Jeff Bezos knows, right? Like, did he do that on purpose? Oh, Make his did. rocket look oh, like, he, specifically look like a dick? He seems like the kind of guy that would want that to look like a, a, a big old honking cock. That's what I think. <laughs> Just a big two-hander. Just a big fucking ginormous thing. <laughs> Our American friends are preparing to celebrate Thanksgiving tomorrow. If you are one of the many, many, many thousands of Americans that listens to After 9, we appreciate you. We hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. I just want to ask you guys, though. 
the fuck are you guys doing? Why are you doing this on a Thursday at the end of November when you could be doing it on a weekend in warmer weather? Why are we still carrying on with this weird tradition in America? I don't know why they do it and if they've even had any discussions. I mean, politically speaking, about switching it, because I guess that's the route you have to go. But I know a lot of Americans that would prefer it where we have it. And I agree. If we change it and to make us all on the same page... Come to our side. We mark the beginning of harvest season. It's a beautiful time of year. It separates us so much further from Christmas. It's lovely. You should do it. Join us. Join us. Yeah, and it fucks up our schedule here, too. We need to keep these things in sync. Thank you. I mean, I can't watch my shows I like to watch. Uh, it makes people have to take a day off because they like football and shit. How are oh. you supposed to sell off all your crypto when the markets are closed? <laughs> the markets are out of whack. Everything's out of whack. Thank you for that. And while you guys are stuffing your faces all over again, and you're going to do it again in a month, that's what gets me. Actually, exactly a month, exactly a month from the day, you're going to be seeing all those assholes that are considered your family right? all over again. There needs to be a bigger buffer. Who's coming here? Who's sleeping over at this person's house? Drama, political shit being brought up at the dinner table. You guys can handle that within a month of each other? Fuck that. Come to our side. Do it in October. They say this year is going to be a... Somebody just walked by our studio, his cat saying, fuck that, no way. They're really, you can tell they're really confused. Like, is the microphone, the microphone's on. <laughs> when we <laughs> first, when we first started here, we were doing the podcast that we've always done. And if you go back to season one, you can hear the old podcast when we were at the old station. But I don't think they knew when they, they brought us in that we swear in the podcast. And I, there was people running to close doors oh, and yeah. getting ready to answer the calls and complaints from listeners. That, it was fucked up. Never mind that. That's when we used to have clients in. Because oh. of COVID restrictions, we still don't have clients in-house, right? I mean, if you are a sales rep, you're going to see the client at their location safely and would properly distance, blah, blah. So we don't have many people in the building. So I remember one thing. I think it was like, who knows what you said? Probably like, fucked him right in the ass or something like that. <laughs> right as Chad Bish was walking by and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> he actually screamed what the fuck in the hall he's like i got a client out here i'm like you just screamed what the fuck well that's your fault for for bringing them in during the podcast that's the problem but they say a lot more people are going to be traveling this year for the holidays and that makes a lot of sense so somebody put out a video on tiktok that i think is worth a mention here if you've ever walked into a hotel room and thought something isn't right here maybe it wasn't This is a how-to figure out if there is hidden cameras somewhere in your hotel room or your Airbnb. Did they put in cameras and why? Listen to this explanation. First thing you're going to want to look for is devices that are conveniently placed where a creeper would want to look. Take this fire alarm for instance, it's placed right above the bed. Now one way to see if a device is a camera is to shine a bright light at it. If you hit a camera lens, it's going to give a bluish reflection. Now this clock is mirrored, but if we shine a bright light at it, we can see through the glass and see there's a camera there. Now this technique can also work on two-way mirrors. So the camera is USB powered and the wall charger it's plugged into is actually also a camera. If we shine the light on it, you can see that little pinhole in the middle with the blue reflection. That is the camera lens. That's fucked up. Was that a regular flashlight? What was he using in the video? No, he was using a regular flashlight. So I guess what a lot of people are doing is, and it's true, I checked, you can go on Amazon and buy these things. You can get something that looks like a clock radio. Nobody would question a clock radio. It's got the time on it. And even if you don't listen to the radio, it's still useful. 
So some of those, if you uh, shine a flashlight in it, you'll see. Wait a second. There's other holes in there. One of them is camera. You can see it plain as day. If you uh, shine the light in there and you see a blue reflection, that's the lens from the camera. And you can tell that they have the ability to record. Doesn't mean they're necessarily recording, but they could. That's when you take that alarm clock and you throw it out the <laughs> the first window you can see. Whoops, I broke it. Here's a question, because I've stayed in an Airbnb before. I've, I've never ne- done it. Okay, so I have, and I had a great experience. There was no trouble, but I didn't go out of my way to look for them. We all know how easy it is to sneak in a home hub or a camera. Like you said, there's lots of different options. Are they they being the homeowners that are that have their homes and uh, or cottages etc up on Airbnb allowed to keep track of the premises as long as it's not in like a bedroom and bathroom because I'm curious how that would go like what if they want to surveil their property maybe they can do it outside but not inside I'd love to know more details on that I think we're gonna have to call Jeremy or Sandra would be a good person to answer yeah, that I think question because so I don't know I have to think that if I rent that Airbnb. I have a right to privacy, especially in the bedroom area. This isn't like surveillance to see who's coming and going at the front door. That's a camera that's hidden in the bedroom. And you know what people like to do in the bedroom? Naked shit. Naked shit. I don't know where 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 this comes into play with a couple of different things. And one thing I can think of is I'm I'm getting work done in my kitchen right now. There's contractors at my house. I have the ability to look at them. It's my house, so I can do that if I haven't, by the way. I just, I don't even, haven't even looked, but I get the notifications. Is it, could they complain like I'm trying to work? But it, they couldn't, right? Because it's my my house. But I, if you're staying at a place, I feel like that would be different. Yeah, I mean, if you've got contractors over and you want to throw up a little nanny cam or something and see what's going on in there, make sure they're not going through your panty drawer, then you could probably set up that camera. But if you've got somebody staying and you've rented it to them for the night or for yeah. the weekend. And they sign all the things they're supposed to sign. Don't that, forget there's like waivers before you do that. That's not right. I don't think it's right either. I feel like that's that's the difference there is if you're staying overnight and you're renting that place and you're not doing work in it because that's different. You're staying in it. You know, that would be a great conversation to have with uh, somebody maybe from uh, Diamond and Diamond or something like that. Should do another lawyer segment. We haven't done that in a while. And we're really trying to figure out what the fuck we're going to talk about for the next two days with nobody in America <laughs> doing anything. What is the best part about going to Little Caesars, Cat? Little Caesars. Little Caesars, hot and ready. I would assume it's like a walk in, grab it quick, get the fuck out. Is yeah, that it? That's, it's great. And you can just walk in and boom, there's a medium pepperoni or medium cheese pizza just waiting for you. Convenient. So, sometimes wings, sometimes crazy bread. Hot and ready means hot and ready. Now, when somebody goes in there, they likely have two expectations for that Little Caesars franchise. What are the two things they want when they walk through the front door? Their stuff to be hot and and ready. Hot and ready. Um, 63-year-old. You can tell this 63-year-old's just had enough. He lives in Knoxville. His name is Charles. He walked into a Little Caesars around 9 o'clock last Friday night, and he wanted to get a hot and ready pizza. But they didn't have any ready. As someone who has also gone to get a hot and ready pizza and been told, sorry, we don't have any more, I understand his frustration. He didn't handle it very well. First off, after the cashier said, you're going to have to wait about 10 minutes for us to make you a new pizza. That's the longest 10 minutes ever, by the way, when you're waiting for your pizza. Charles got upset at that 10 minutes and he demanded free breadsticks. 
that's a weird thing to negotiate on. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Throw in the breadsticks and I won't complain to your manager. So he goes outside and I'm assuming they gave him a box of breadsticks or something to, to munch on while he's waiting for his pizza. And he came back in after roughly 10 minutes. And this time he wasn't just walking in to get his pizza and go. He came back in with his assault rifle. Reporters at the scene claim he had an AK-47. This is the problem. and Tennessee. Tennessee, everybody. Probably just had it laying in the trunk of his car. So he walks in, points the gun at an employee named Kimberly, and he said, I want my pizza. Another employee was like, fuck this. This guy's got a gun. I'm out of here. He tried to go out the front door. Nope. Charles said, and I quote, (laughs) Where do you think you're going? <laughs> oh, shit. Just like a movie. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so there's another customer in there who really is just a, a, a victim of misfortune here. Wrong place at the wrong time. They, too, wanted a hot and ready pizza. They, too, had to wait. They didn't have an AK-47 and no intention of shooting anybody. They just wanted a pizza. That person said, you know what? Let's defuse this a little bit here. You want your pizza and you want to get out of here with your gun? No problem. Take my pizza. I'm not in a hurry. I'll wait for the one they put in the oven. Then the police showed up. Then the police arrived. He was charged for, let me see if I can face it here, uh, four counts of aggravated assault, Mm -hmm. one count of aggravated kidnapping Mm -hmm. because he wouldn't let the other employee leave. (laughs) All All he did was have to say, Where do you think you're going? (laughs) Boom, kidnapping. Yeah, a good lawyer could probably beat that one, but okay, it's fine. I'll get the sentiment, sure. Throw all kinds of charges on there. Apparently, for all that happened there, over a $9.99 or $6.99 hot and ready pizza. Jesus. He faces 15 to 60 years in prison. Scott, there's too many stories like this. And why does it always have to do with food? I feel like there's far too many stories about people getting mad because their order was mixed up or they didn't get that extra order of chicken nuggets and the, you know, the, it was a medium Coke and should have been a large. And in this case, their hot and ready pizza wasn't hot and ready. So I'm, I'm going to ask, what the fuck is wrong with people? What the fuck is wrong with little Caesars? Why isn't it hot or ready? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) Pack a lunch, bitch. Fuck that. We have pizza that's hot and ready. All I want is one of those. If it's not ready, then make another one. Read Quit. the fine print. You guys got to start reading the fine print, you crazy motherfuckers. I didn't know that there's only certain hours that it's hot and ready, by the way. It's like over the lunch hour and then late afternoon to early evening. That's when you can walk in and guaranteed get a hot and ready. But the rest of the time... It's just like any other pizza place. I didn't know that until I was researching for this story that's going to land some guy up to 60 years in prison because he felt like he wanted pepperoni. You know what they don't have in prison? Hot and ready pizza. You know what they do have in prison? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be hot and ready for you, but I don't think you're going to want it. Hang on. I just heated it up oh, for you. Oh, she's nice and warm. Gooey, too. <laughs> Cheesy. Do you remember the story of little Caden Young? Of course I do, yes. I remember, actually, like it was yesterday, um, and I'm sure you're going to tell your story from that long ago. It's been a long time. But I remember at the time a lot of our listeners were helping to try to find this little one. Yeah. It, back in 2018, 
little Caden, and I think he was, what, uh, three, four years old, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. It was such a sad story. He went missing in the Grand River. And the story that we were told is mom was driving, and her car got swept into the Grand River and downstream towards Bellwood Lake. And Caden, even though she hung on as hard as she could, sucked out of her arms by this raging river. And I was there. I was in Bellwood the next day, and I went way upstream to Orangeville, and and I saw how swollen the banks of the Grand were. It was insane how fast that river was moving. And and I, too, thought, wow, that's a horrible tragedy. That That's just awful. Well, the police were investigating the mom because the mom admitted that she drove around a road closed sign, leaving her home, and the van ended up in the river. How did Caden get sucked out if he was in a car seat that was strapped in and so on and so forth? The river couldn't have done that. There was a lot of questions. And for about a month, every day, there were people who would go up and search the river between Orangeville and Bellwood Lake. I was one of them. I went up there twice to join in the search for Caden because there was something about this story that I didn't like. And I hate the thought of those were the final moments of a three-year-old, a young child. And it's weird because you can go back on my Facebook. If you want to go all the way back for three years to 2018, it was in February. You can see the video that I put together from all my different Instagram stories. One long video that chronicles the search. And as it turns out, where I was standing at the end of the video, I didn't know at the time, but Caden was underneath me. Way to go, Scott. He was, uh, the, the way the river had gone, he washed up towards the shore where there was an ice flow frozen to the land, and he went right under that ice mm-hmm. flow, and, and searchers were in the right place. They just took a while to get to him. This trial has been going on for a long time because eventually police did charge the mom. And yesterday, mom pled guilty. So what's the story here? What are the charges exactly that she pleaded guilty to? Mom claims, her name is Michelle Hansen. Mom claims that Caden was having trouble sleeping. So she decided to go for a drive and she lives very close to the water. Yes, she would have had to drive down a two lane road and go around an area that was blocked off by roadblocks saying, hey, the the river is raging across this road. You can't go through here. And she drove through it anyway, and the water carried her into the actual river where she went downstream. That's the story. We heard a lot of conflicting information from people who know Michelle or claim to know Michelle or know the family or the story of the family who said, I don't think she was just going out for a drive. There's more involved there. And I don't know if we're ever going to know because yesterday, during a virtual court appearance, Michelle pled guilty to criminal negligence causing death. Did she just make an unfortunate accident? Did she just take a wrong turn and kept going when she shouldn't have? And and sure, the river did suck the the van into the the heart of the river and and pulled Caden from his car seat. Did that really happen like that? Yeah, what exact part of it was, I mean, all of it seems negligent to me. I would love to know specifics. Or was Caden even in a car seat? Yeah. Was that door closed when the van went into the river or was it opened right. up? Well, this is what I'm wondering. What part is 
negligent because there's many parts that could be negligent. You could have not strapped in your kid properly and you were so worried that someone would call you out for that. Uh, Your van got swept into the river. Could the door be open? Did you do this on purpose? Frustrated with a child Uh that doesn't want to nap. And I've been there before frustrated because my kid stopped napping at like 18 months, by the way. Uh, Both of them. But the people who know her the best, because when those stories started to come out, I tended to I tend to believe those stories because ninety eight percent of the time, Scott, it ends up being true. Mm-hmm. Those people know something else is going on there with mom or with dad. Trust me on this. And sometimes you just know that when you know those people, you'd like to think that's not the case, and you hope for that what two percent chance that all those rumors and shit from people who know the people are wrong. No, you're wrong. But unfortunately, with stories like this. I'm telling you, 98% of the time, what have we found out? They're absolutely true. As part of her guilty plea, both her and the Crown agreed on a statement of facts. Part of that statement says alcohol and a therapeutic amount of oxycodone were found in Hansen's blood. Mm. But the Crown says a toxicologist was unable to provide evidence of impairment. I mean, I don't know if that means anything as far as I'm concerned. She had some drugs in her system and she had some alcohol in her system. We have a dead three-year-old or four-year-old. Again, I'm sorry, I don't remember how old Caden was. But this story affected me and a lot of other people Mm -hmm. because it was so sad waiting all those weeks to find out what happened to Caden. And frankly, criminal negligence causing death seems like an accident that was spawned by a dumb decision. But it doesn't go as far as murder. Was it murder? I don't know. This is what we have to deal with now. It appears some sort of a deal has been cut. And I got to think that with this much public interest and a dead toddler, this one probably would have been worth going through the court process. Never should be allowed to cut deals when you're talking about children dying. And maybe there is just maybe it's just a mom that's a little high, a little tipsy. You know, maybe thought, oh, Caden should hear the sounds of the water. I'm just making shit up, guys. I'm just making shit up. Just get, hear me out, though. Maybe that was the case. Like, you know what? Maybe if Caden hears the sounds of the water, so I'll, you know, I'll open this up and I'll let, let Caden hear it. And boom, next thing you know, and you realize, oh, fuck, if I was a little more sober, I would have realized that's a terrible idea. I mean, anything could be the case. But when you're talking about dead children, I really don't give I really don't have um a lot of forgiveness in me for shit that goes wrong. I really don't. Like, I know some people are a little more sympathetic to that. Like, oh, it was a one-time thing, but who knew that it would happen? You know, cut her some slack. I have such a hard time doing that. And maybe all it would take is for me to know somebody close to me who's been through some shit like this. But I really have a hard time being sympathetic. Well, we'll wait and see what happens, what kind of a punishment she gets. I have to think there's going to be some jail time here for a criminal negligence causing death guilty plea. But I don't know. I have no idea what was done here in the background behind the scenes. I I just think that in the name of transparency and public interest, they would have tried this case so we can find out exactly what happened and whether or not someone's there to to prove impairment. I mean, in no other case does that matter. If you have alcohol in your system more than the legal limit, it's impaired. You don't have to demonstrate that you're actually impaired to get an impaired charge. With a case like this, though, I mean, isn't it hard when you don't really have direct witnesses? I mean, you've got no witnesses. All you have is a toxicology report and her word. And yes, you have some people who knew her for many years, perhaps, that could testify uh, about her maybe negatively, maybe positively. 
Is that enough to go off? Maybe. I don't know. And I, I'm wondering why just criminal negligence causing death? Really, there's nothing here for uh, careless driving? Really? She drove around a roadblock into a river. Anybody else who does that is getting done up for uh, careless driving. In this case, careless driving causing death. Why is there one charge here with an agreed statement of facts that doesn't answer all of the questions that are out there? Can we get an upcharge for ch- anything involving children, please, too? Yeah, Give me a me break. It, like, there should just be an automatic, it's a whole different page when you're talking about kids. But Let's try and do a couple of good news stories before we wrap things up. <laughs> Let's wash that down with some good shit, shall we? <laughs> this is a nice one, though. It's a guy who goes to Taco Bell in Michigan, and he asked the woman at the drive-thru, what's with that RV over there? It's been parked there for ages. I'm going to play for you how he describes this encounter going. I said, what's the story with this truck and camper sitting out there? And she said, well, that's where me and my son live. The hardest part of being homeless is not being able to cook a fresh meal. It's hard not to sleep in a comfortable bed or take a bath or whatever you got to do. It's hard. I had messaged her and said, hey, I have a bed. You know, could you use a bed? And absolutely she could. And, you know, other friends and family and coworkers were aware of what was going on by then and started offering stuff. I appreciate him. I thank God for him becoming in my life. So Dave is the male voice you heard. He was the customer who just liked his spicy chicken burritos and his soft tacos. The woman that you heard is Margie. Her and her son have been living in an RV or camper Parked at a Taco Bell parking lot since February. She lost her apartment during the pandemic. She didn't have enough money to pay the rent. And that was the best option. She didn't tell anybody. She would just go out after her shift and get into the RV and her and her son lived their life until presumably they could save up enough money to get a new apartment. Well, Dave heard that story and it moved him. So, yeah, I mean, as he explained, he's I've got a bed. Can you use a bed? Great. What about some food? Can I offer you some food? And he did go and give them some food. Then he thought, you know what they really need is money. Money is what it's going to take to get them out of this RV and living in a proper home again. Over a couple of different trips, he gave her enough money that she was able to pay first and last. And her and her son are now living in an apartment again out of this RV parked in the Taco Bell parking lot. Very nice. He didn't have to do anything there. No. He could have, maybe he was genuinely curious and he, he asked the question and he could have gone, oh, fuck, that's really sad. And carried on with his day and, and eaten his taco. But he decided, no, yeah. I, I'm going to do more. And I think that if you're in a position where you can ask yourself, what more can I do to help somebody who needs it? That's the perfect definition of somebody who needs help. And Dave came into her life, like she said, at exactly the right time. That was what she needed. It kind of makes you wonder, is somebody watching out for her? Did Dave get sent into her life for that reason to make sure that she wasn't homeless anymore? Or is this a pure coincidence? What are the odds that she even answered the drive through window the day that Dave happened to come through? Somebody who had the means to help her, but they'd never met. There's something on a higher level there that attracted those two together. I believe in that law of attraction. Well, sometimes all it takes is that simple asking of the question that he did. Because how many times have people been ignorant, not knowing an answer, right? Because you'd be ignorant to it. For example, you know, I go to the, the Tim's or the McDonald's down the street for coffee every morning. If I saw an RV, would I even ask 
Would I even ask it? What's up with this? This guy not only asked, he found out the answer and he did something about it there. So I think that it's good for us to ask the questions because there's people like Margie there who aren't going to go out of their way to ask for help. But if you do ask, what's going on with you? How are you doing? You might learn some things and then be able to help that way. So I think that's that's pretty awesome. I like that. Okay. Sorry, one more thing before we go. And we do have time for this quickly. Urban Dictionary is all over your social media feeds right now because Urban Dictionary has created you. They've got an Urban Dictionary style description for just about every name under the sun. And frankly, it's not as stupid as I thought it was going to be. You read me mine this morning and I thought... I, I really like that. Yeah, that's good. Do you like it because you thought it truly was about was you, or because yours was pretty positive? There's some other ones that aren't so positive. No, some of them are really fucking nasty. Some of them are brutal. But in my case, do you still have mine? Do you want me to call it up? Yeah, you go ahead and call up yours. I want to read. What was the one? Oh, Oliver. I want to read Oliver. You can read yours first, and then I'm going to read Oliver. And and like Scott said, Urban Dictionary has this for just about everybody. And I feel like they've had most names for a long time, but they they've been updated. There's a there's a lot of different ones. Scott, an amazing man, perfect height, smells divine, and is always warm. You can always feel safe around Scott. He's a protector. He's the person you're always proud of, and the person who's always proud of you. Scott is simply the right answer. He's got two beauty spots on his luscious lips that are amazing to kiss. His smooth skin, sparkly brown eyes, big hands, and gorgeous smile is just scratching the surface of how handsome this guy is. He's the kindest, most giving, selfless soul anyone out of anyone you'll ever meet. Who did you pay at Urban Dictionary? What Scott? How many Scots got in on that? And we're like, you want to fish in on this one? <laughs> <laughs> that was only half of it. I mean, this yeah. is a really flattering was, description of was, what a Scott is. It was super flattering. Can I read you one? Because we we did talk about, and mine was super flattering too, by the way. Uh, kind person, da 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 da. Um, Oliver was was someone who was listening today and sent me this. Oliver, person with a massive throbbing horse cock. <laughs> He's a fucking god mate. He has a lightsaber on himself every single day. He's so fucking cool, you don't even realize. Oliver is cooler than everyone, and nobody is as cool as Oliver. Oliver is a savage who does not give a fuck. Sexy, loyal, smart, funny, brilliant, and a really good friend. Known, though, to have massive penises and tiny egos. <laughs> Easy to talk to, great kisser, better fucker. <laughs> See why you'd also share that one. That's great. That makes me want to change my name. That's amazing. I love that. So good. Uh, do you want to read yours? Oh, sure. I'll read. Yeah, I guess Let, so. Let's does do cat and then we'll care? wrap it up. Does anybody care? Okay. I right, think I'll people want to know right, what fine. a cat with a K is. Cat is ta- cat with a K. Very important that you, that you stress that. Cat is talented in many areas, but the greatest thing about her is her heart. She's admirable, kind, and always ready to comfort someone who's upset. It's true. I would do that. She would generally be quite successful in the performing arts, especially if that is where her interests are. It's weird because you kind of are in the performing arts. Kind of are, yeah. She's a great advice giver, easy to talk to, never makes judgments. She's often taken for granted and overlooked. She's a beautiful person, both in appearance and personality. Doesn't take her long to make friends. 
but she is likely to be drawn to befriending the wrong people who will take advantage of her reliability and niceness. If you have a friend like this, don't ever underestimate them or take them for granted. People and how many people I befriend that are not good friends? Because for me, I'm very, you know me, like I'm, I'm done with you. Like when I'm done with you, I'm done with you. Yeah, yours is good, but it doesn't say anything about a huge cock or anything <laughs> like that. Like Oliver still wins. <laughs> Where's my huge throbbing vagina? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, have a fantastic hump day. We'll catch you right back here tomorrow. Nominations were announced for the 64th Annual Grammy Awards. That's right. Both Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas were nominated. So I just want to say good luck to their cousins talking about their jobs at Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, the Grammys will be on CBS, which means the only nominee that viewers will be familiar with is ABBA. (laughs) Port Authority officials have projected that over 1.4 million people will travel through New York and New Jersey airports over the Thanksgiving holiday, and 1.2 million of them will stand up as soon as they call Group One. (laughs) An Oklahoma woman was recently kicked out of church after she brought cilantro to a service that was mistaken for marijuana, which was a double whammy because A, she got kicked out of her church, and B, she got ripped off by her weed guy. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.